to this episode of Onside Punt. It's week 14, preview time. The race for the playoffs is heating up and we've got some big matchups in that window. I'm Holmy, and as always, I'm joined by Cad. How are you, buddy? I'm very well, my friend. Very, very well. Looking, uh, looking forward to a lot of these games, but also excited to talk about the game we saw on Tuesday. Oh, what a cracker. Yeah, you... absolutely cracker. I... The only problem I'm really having with this game is like, obviously, it's a little while ago now. You know, it's hard to recall 100%. And all I could think about is Trevor Lawrence getting injured and the amount of time it took him to get to the change rooms. Yes. It was, <laughs> I, get, it was, I reckon it was about 10 minutes plus, but it was like, why did they not get the card out as, oh, news, Trevor Lawrence has a high ankle sprain, everyone. Mm-hmm. Did not finish the game um, when it went to overtime. Uh and they just did not drag out the cut for him either, Kat. No, they made him walk all the way off the field, past the bench, through the tunnel. It took about three minutes, four minutes of him walking yeah. on a very painful thing. And like Trevor Lawrence, he plays through injury. He's one of those guys who wants to attack the field all the time. Doesn't matter what conditions he's in. He was really hurt and they just kind of left him there. I don't know. It, it made no <laughs> sense. And it weirdly made headlines everywhere. You know, the classic joke being that who doesn't have a golf cart in Florida? There's thousands of them. Like, yeah. just get someone to get him a lift to the locker room because he is your most expensive asset in that building. He might be reviewing his contract, I reckon. It's <laughs> like, how much you guys pay me? <laughs> and you just make it be walk all the way? Uh, I think it was... Uh, but let's get to the game detail itself, okay? Because it was a cracking game, right? Yeah, it was. So the Bengals without Joe Burrow went up against the Jags, as we said, with Trevor Lawrence, but not for long in the second half. I believe actually in the fourth quarter when Lawrence went out. And suddenly we had a game that was Jake Browning versus CJ Bethard. And despite, you know, two backups being on the field, this was a game that led to overtime finishing 34-30 to 30 with a Bengals victory. And I honestly, I'd put it up there as one of the best games of the season. I, I don't know if it was just for shock value that this game came out as an absolute winner. All right, Kat. There's something wrong here, mate. All right, you've come you've given us the detail. I, I, I listened back to our preview and you're being too modest at the moment. <laughs> you called this game, Cat. You called it. I did. Why are you holding back? Why are you holding? Tell the people. Tell they should the people. know. They should know yeah. when I get it right. Because <laughs> it's rare. You made, you made the big call and it happened. It was, it was good, right? It was, it was really good. And you know, Jags got off to a massively hot start and were holding off the Bengals. And I thought, well, that call's going down the toilet. They scoring early in the first uh, first quarter, touchdowns, touchdowns. The Bengals reply with a tutty of their own. And from there it was on. It was Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase connected well with Jake Browning. Get this, pass for 354 yards with an 86.5% completion rate. Patrick Mahomes has not come close to that this season. Dak Prescott has not achieved that this season. Brock Purdy has not achieved that this season. Lamar Jackson has not achieved that this season. He played incredibly. It was, you know, it's unheard of to have that completion rate. They were just rolling out the stats towards the end, and it was like seven from seven, nine from ten, yeah. three. And it was just like, well, who is this, this guy? Can't miss. A, <laughs> yeah, and I, and I still love that. I just call him JP because I can't be bothered learning a new name. Yeah. And I just like JP all the way. That's a, yeah. it's like it's pretty. He, he's been in waiting. He's got his chance, and geez, he's enjoying the seat. Yeah, for sure. Like, look, he came prepared, and you know, he said all the same things any backup says. You know, I'm not phased. This is what I practice for. I'm ready. 
But from even from the win in the post-game interview, he barely looks like surprised. Like he thought he was this good. He ended up playing yeah. that well. Done deal. He's like, we're just going to keep going forward now. I was like, what? Yeah. You, you literally have MVP stats. I know you've only played one game, but it's the best game that any quarterback's played this season. <laughs> oh, I'd be... He's probably he's too modest like you. Come on, boys, wrap it. Just light it up. Yeah, you get, get it. it. You get it. Get the cigars out early. You know? Yeah, so yeah. That's the Bengals' way. But look, the Jags on offense, I think we're playing pretty well, uh, especially in the past game because we've not seen Travis Etienne have any production, you know, that he had early in the season or even the end of last season, which is a real bummer. And I think it takes a lot out of their game. So they rank in the bottom three for pass yards allowed. And they struggled in rush defense in this game, which is usually their strong point with an average of 93 rush yards allowed. But they let the Bengals get over 150. And, you know, the Jags came in favorites to this and they're top of their division right now. And if they expect to come in and make a difference and actually impact the playoffs, you can't have both parts of your defense struggling right now and then not being able to contend with the Bengals, who are, frankly have been up and down all season. Yeah, you were sort of expecting, despite the um, injuries, I know it was late in the game as well. It was like, I know Christian Kirk went down earlier, which is a bad injury. What do they call it? A core muscle injury? It was abdominal muscle, yeah, which I'd never really heard of before, but would require surgery, apparently. Yeah, he's, he's had surgery, and they're now saying eight weeks, so two mm. months. And I think, ooh, we might see him again and. No. You start to, you start to, you know, we're not sure, we're not really sure of the Trevor Lawrence where he's at. They're sort of holding it tightly mm-hmm. uh, as they should because their kind of season is wrapped around him, and he has not missed a game. I think it's like seventy-five games he has not. So they're not used to him not being there either. So yeah, it really does put some question marks over the um, over the Jag season, and we're probably going to have to see how they can come out of this well they've got to fend off the texans who are just behind them i believe jags are eight and four colts and texans are behind at seven and four that can't be right unless there's a bye week in there but um yeah so they've got to hold this really tightly and well we saw a backup come in for trevor and he only threw 10 passes cj Bethard, but he completed nine of ten he came in yeah, he, he was- hit checkdowns checkdowns just was kind of automatic and and it didn't look bad by any means, especially for a fourth quarter. We've never seen this guy kind of play and come out. We'd never heard of him <laughs> until yeah. like this, which oh. is a common theme this system year. Who's, what do you mean? Who's in quarterback? Who's that bloke? Jags now. That's a big loss. They're going to look at a few more without Trevor, I'm assuming. Colts and Texans seemingly keep ticking him over. And I think Snakes and Ladders is uh, it's coming this <laughs> it's coming yeah. this week, can't yeah, we? It's happening. It's happening. All right. Well, we've got to look forward now. Get the crystal ball out and look at our headline games for week 14. All right, homie. So we had a massive NFC matchup last week, which was all hyped, all magical, very exciting. But now we go to the other NFC enemy of the Eagles, the Cowboys. This is unbelievable, the sort of games that Philly are on at the moment. It's like... You can't you can't write these matchups now. It's like I feel like we're in the playoffs already with this kind of lineup. It does it's seem like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and a lot of these games, as we go through them, they kind of do have those ramifications as well. So it's like it'll be a big uh, review show because the wins and losses from this week will have ramifications throughout the league. So and this is obviously 
probably the biggest one because the widow could probably hold the top seat. So Philly take it. They're probably home and host. Mm -hmm. But if the Cowboys, they win it. They're looking to take that seat away from them. So. Yeah, and the 49ers want it just as bad. It's like, you know, AFC, we were used to seeing this last year, right? It was Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. Oh, who's going to crack through? Now we've got another actual rivalry coming through here where both teams are playing at similar levels. If not, the 49ers are just inching ahead. They're probably coming in at two different points as well. Obviously, we saw them play week nine. Mm. Philly won that game 28-23. Cowboys had the chances but didn't take them. Mm. We now, since that week, Dak Prescott has probably been the best quarterback in the game. And on the back of that, CeeDee Lamb has been incredible. Mm. And now we're starting to see these extra combinations coming through from Brandon Cook and Jake Ferguson as tight end for Cowboys. They're also at home. And we know what they like to do at home. It's 40 plus. Is that a 40 burger? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I've got to learn that one. That's my new one. Can't talk me that. So 40 burger. And then it's like, they can't be beat at home. But do you go against the number one team again just because they got smacked up last week? Two, two weeks in a row. It's, it's, yeah. it's a similar question yeah. I've gotten in the next game, funnily yeah, enough. Yeah, I know, I know. My concerns are the Cowboys have the blueprint that San Fran has applied. So they can go to the game tape and they can see exactly what it looks like to beat Philly. And I think, ooh, this is a dangerous proposition. But it's Philly. They're number one. And the other little factor here is we've seen how you played Darren Bland. Seattle taught us how to teach them. They put up they put up big points last week, over 30 points, Seattle. Yeah, they did. Seattle. Yeah, the Seahawks who have been yeah. middling, if anything. <laughs> Look out for a big game from AJ Brown because if they they apply that formula, we've got a blockbuster here again, Cad. It's so hard to read into it. You feel like Philly need a break. Mm. My question for you is like, is Jalen Hurts injured at the moment? I think it, uh, I think the, the the hangover, as you said, it, it is hitting them because the Chiefs Eagles one. Remember that was the biggest game that had happened all season. Mm. We were so excited for this Super Bowl rematch, potentially Super Bowl preview next week. You hit 49ers. The revenge game of the of uh, last season's playoffs, and also the preview of this season's playoffs. They hate each other. Every team hates each other. There's a lot of bad blood there. And then you get to the Cowboys, who have hated the Eagles for years, but just not been relevant. I think it's just carrying on this team that they have a big, big expectation. They're hitting crunch time at the end of the season. They had a pretty easy run early. But now it's all kind of time to pay the bill. And I don't know. I think they wanted that late bye week desperately. I think they really wish yeah. they had it. Um, what's what's funny, I was, I was getting a haircut the other day and I was laughing with my barber about, he mentioned that everyone's now putting Dak Prescott into MVP conversations. Yeah, it's getting traction. And it's exactly the same people that were saying Dak Prescott got custard about like six months ago. I love there's an undertone though. There's this other undertone as well. Oh, they're MVP of it, but the Cowboys haven't beat anyone over 500. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But also yeah, they're, they're actually a, not good in reality. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're good against bad teams. Yeah. When they, they're they good when they're winning, but they're bad when they're losing. Yeah, that's every team. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's it how it works. It seems worse for the Cowboys yeah. though. It just they seems do, like they, they lose they, one game. They're like, should we fire Mike McCarthy? Dak Prescott leaving yeah. next year? Question mark. Like, Come on, guys. It was the 49ers. Like, calm down. Yeah. But I was sort of watching some of the game tape from Philly last week, just sort of having a look at it. And what I saw was like, you saw Jalen Hurts holding the ball a lot longer and not passing. Where are those run plays from Jalen? Where are those, you know, where's yeah, that explosive, moving. you know, that 
there's a lack of quarterback run and run play that we're used to seeing. We know they do the tush push, but they've sort of gone away from that that movement of Jalen coming out of the pocket. And it, it looks a bit, like I said, I don't know if he's carrying something or he just needs a freshen up, but hmm. there's a little bit, that's my worry with the Philly at the moment. There's, there's definitely been a difference in their offense since like AJ Brown got shut down by the Chiefs or the 49ers and they go, all right, we're, we're switching to Devontae. But it seems, you're right, there's a lot less impact from Jalen's running game and freedom out of the pocket. Looks like the receivers are actually getting locked up. And what we always relied on was AJ Brown fighting for those receptions, those wild catches, jumping over a player and getting it done. But that's not the answer anymore. Like that's that, what's one of their secret weapons kind of gone. But with Deron Bland facing up against them, okay, sure, he might cover AJ. But then you've got Devontae, who's been having an incredible season so far, and you know there's an option there. Do you know if there's any any uh, news of Goddard coming back? No, nah, he'll be who won't be until playoffs, I believe. Okay, like he's yeah. That that is the missing. There is that missing element there for. We did highlight it as well, but it's like, and you can see the Cowboys now, like with Jack Ferguson mm. there they're getting that extra weapon. It does put the balance with the Cowboys slightly, mm. but it's you're just sort of looking at tired and fresh. Like that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, the energy is real high on yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and then, but Philly get up for these games. It's like, this is not a game. And the My Cowboys only, choke on these games. So that's that's yeah, my theory. <laughs> yeah, but you put the Cowboys at home, you put the balance with them. It's like been a fortress this season. It's been a fortress for a couple of seasons mm. and, I find that element harder than the others to overcome for Philly. It's like it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game for them. And mm. will they have the energy past the first quarter like they did uh, last week? And uh, I don't know, Cad, where are you sitting? I'm sitting with the Eagles on this one. Uh, I am relying on the Cowboys to crumble when faced with pressure and a big opponent. They're on the run here. They've been doing incredibly well, no doubt about it. They've had a dominant offense. However, I'm wanting to see Reddick get in there get under Dak's skin, kind of tremble him a little bit, get the pressure early and uh, and tip the favour to the Eagles. I, um, I'm sitting with the Cowboys. I just think this is their time. Like, I think it's like, uh, if you don't get him now, that hoodoo is going to sit in your back <laughs> for the rest of the season, right? Yeah. It's like, this is the week to do it. They're a little bit, little bit weaker, the Philly, than normal. Their defence is not quite producing what they have in previous seasons. This is your time to knock them off. Worst case scenario in this game is that Philly gets blown away. Like I just don't want to. Yeah, see that, that that's exactly but, right. Yeah, because yeah. we, we got get, a disappointing I, game last week. Let's let's see them stay in this at least. Yeah, but it, it's 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 fine if you lose, but don't don't get blown away. Five field so. goal, please. That's all I want. Yeah, five field goal, please. <laughs> all right, we're moving on to the matchup in the AFC. We've got the Chiefs taking on the Bills at Arrowhead, which I think is a more interesting matchup than. It was a couple of weeks ago. So we've seen the Chiefs the past few weeks lose to the Eagles, stumble against the Raiders, and be beaten by the Packers. Things don't seem right at the Chiefs now. There's, we've mentioned it over the past few weeks. There's a few issues there. I've put it down to these three. It's inefficiency in the red zone, receivers getting open and catching the ball, and most importantly, I think it's their defense. In their last three games, the Chiefs' defense has allowed their opponent to score in the red zone on 70% of their opportunities which is one of the worst rates in the league. There are some teams, though, just keep in mind, there's about four of them with 100% on the bottom there, which is incredible. <laughs> but they're, they're only, you know, I think fifth last in, in rankings there. Um, their pass coverage and rush defense has been average in the league so far, 
And if you combine this with their offense that they have right now that is struggling to convert points at the end zone, it's becoming a real problem. And I know, again, we've said it multiple times this season, if anyone can get it together, it's the Chiefs. But this team isn't that, you know, invincible juggernaut that they were last year and I guess the 49ers are looking at today. Bills, on the other hand, up and down season. Uh, We've not seen what we're used to seeing this team except for that last showing against the Eagles, I believe it was, last week. The play, Bills play like uh, that. They had the bye. Oh, the, yeah. the week before. Yeah, it was sorry. a week before. Yeah, week before, week when before. they got that victory. Yeah. Josh Allen threw 339. Josh Allen ran for 81 yards, which is you know, over well over 400 for one quarterback. Gabe Davis, Diggs put touchdowns on the board. They play like the Bills for 2022. I want to see that again, but the homie, my question for you is it's the biggest question in the league. Do you let go of a great team that isn't themselves or do you hang on and wait for them to be themselves again? I know it's when do you do it, but that's how I'm feeling with the Chiefs right now. That decline's been in the last sort of three games, as yeah. you've highlighted. And it's like, but we look back a little bit earlier than that and the Chiefs defense was really solid for the, the first half of the season. Yeah, now. it was. They were, almost, they were up with, with almost the best in the competition mm. or competing there. I think it's time on the field. It's like, You've got to get more out of your offense so the defense isn't on there. Press, like giving those opportunities, that's, right? That's so like the offense can't keep up with whatever yeah. the defense does let through, which, you know, the last few games it's been a bit more. But that's the thing that the offenses can't keep up with the points that are getting on the board. And I don't know, we, we said that last week when they were just sitting, Patrick Mahomes is sitting there in the backfield, had so much time, and all of his opponents were wrapped up with Kelsey on double coverage. and. It's, it's such a it's such an interesting period to see a chink in the Chiefs. Like it's it's and it's like I think we're like all looking at them all going, of the empire. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my gosh. Who, who? Okay. Who, who gets to win now? Yeah. Who gets to win now? It's like okay. Who else is it? Is it you? Is it you? Is yeah. it you? And I think but is it's it the like, Bills? Is it the Bills? Probably is the best question here. Yeah. Well, I guess it's it's game at a time at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like I kind of want to see what the Bills can do now because they've obviously they've changed their play caller mm. and then they've gone and put up thirty points in the last two games yeah <laughs> oh can you repeat that yeah like because like because then say it louder for the people in the back yeah yeah, like, yeah. they're doing things <laughs> but you sort of then we can really see where the chiefs are at i think that's why everyone's highlighting this game because we get a really good picture of where the chiefs are at because the bills are decent again yeah like, yeah, and it's or like, are they? <laughs> but are they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we get two stories out of, out of the one game, and I think it's really hard to go against the Chiefs. It's so but hard probably, to go against the Chiefs. <laughs> and it's a golden rule. We said it a million times. Will they lose twice? And yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. The one I'm looking at is Rashid Rice. I think um, I really want to see him develop with Mahomes. I really want to see him step up and see if he can be that wide receiver that we haven't seen this season for them. So mm. that's the player I'm watching out of this game, to tell you the truth. Uh, that's who I'd love to see. The ones I know I will see, Pacheco and Kelsey. Oh, well, Pacheco, don't, don't get ejected at the end of the game as well. That might <laughs> Not <help>. again. <laughs> <laughs> I like your energy, mate. Sometimes you just go a little bit too far. <laughs> so who are you going here, homie? Who, who tempts you? I, I, I'm sitting with the Bills, but I wouldn't mind a... Uh, uh, sorry. I'm sitting with the Chiefs, oh, but I wouldn't geez. mind. <laughs> I but I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a Bills upset. I'm going to check it late to see the final who's playing because it's so. Like, this is a tempting one. This yeah, is a very it is. Tempting it, one. And the thing that gets yeah. me on this is 
technically all of the issues just seem to be on the Chiefs. Like their issues are their issues. It's not that they've been playing better defenses. It's yeah, you guys need to catch the ball and get open. Like this is something yeah, you can't it's internal with. issues. Yeah, it's internal issues. <laughs> there seems yeah. to be something wrong in, in the recipe there. And you know we love Andy Reid and and what he's been able to do with his team. I'm so on the fence on this one. And like I know yeah. I'm about seventh in the tipping comp, but I was like, I got nothing to lose. Maybe I'll just go to the Bills and grab an upset here. But I, I don't know. You guys, I'm going to leave it up to you guys. I'll, I'll say Bills. I'll only say Chiefs. Let's see what the listeners going to pull out of that one. Does that mean out of our headlines, we're opposite for both? Yeah, how good's that? We never, uh-huh. we never do this. This is, this is good. This who is says, good. Who says we're not making this up as yeah. we go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Cad, let's head into the roundup. We've got some more games to get through. And there's still some crackers throughout here. It's uh, It doesn't get easier. And like you said, if you're lowering that tipping cup, it might be the moving week. It might be snakes and ladders as well because there are a few 50-50 games here, Cad. Absolutely. I'm uh, a bit unsure of mine. I think you've got the balance of the 50-50s, but we'll uh, we'll have to see as we come to it. It was a good review week, I must say. I was like, I thought, oh, like these are all great games when you start to look at them. It's like, and they could go either way. But who, will, but who will claim? Who will claim the train wreck of the week? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, hold on to the end. There's a, <laughs> I don't take it, Dennis, actually. I'll, okay. I'll give okay. me a sneaky one. I'll give you a sneaky one. But uh, I'm kicking off with this Steelers versus Patriots. We already did a sneaky review of these games, Cad, without actually having a review. I've reviewed it. Nothing's changed. Okay. It's the Steelers. <laughs> what do you mean? The Patriots haven't just done something incredible in the last week? What do you, in the last yeah. three days? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, they can't score. I, I, think, oh, I think it was, okay. yeah, I, I didn't even bother writing this stat, but I think it was like 10 points in three weeks they've scored. So um, it is not good. Kenny Pickett isn't playing. He's, he's had surgery on his ankle, not seizing ending, which had surprised me. I thought, you go for surgery on your ankle. That's a that can be a that bad really recovery, does but. shock me. It, are they expecting to get into the playoffs? <laughs> like deep in the playoffs? Is that when they think Kenny Pickett will come back? Yeah, and I'm I'm not really sure mm. if he brings extra value. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I don't really see the difference between him and Trask at all. Like it's like is it Trubisky? Uh, Mitch Trubisky? Oh, sorry, Trubisky. Yeah. Yes, don't yeah. worry. Uh, Kyle Trask and him are the exact same quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it's like they, they all merge into one for me anyway. It's like I just say the quarterback for the Steelers. It's like they could be the same person in my opinion. But mm. yeah, they're saying he's he's going to come back. But I don't know. I'll keep an eye on that one, Kat. I don't really believe it. So no worries. All right, moving on to the Jets versus the Texans on opposite trajectories. The Texans currently looking for that wild card slot. They are at the bottleneck of the wild cards right now, and every win matters to get them over the line. The Jets, on the other hand, homie, they're they're doing what the Jets do best, just doing some Jets things, which is firing quarterbacks who barely had a chance. There's, I can't believe this. Uh, there's no <laughs> doubt. Tim Boyle was fired last week or this week, and... He didn't have some great showings in his last two, but the quick turnaround of QBs, it just, I think this really points to the deficiency in the Jets' head office. You know, they've not held on, held on to a starting QB for more than three years since Ken O'Brien in 1985 to 1991. In the recent era, you know, should we be blaming every individual that comes through the Jets or the managers who are picking these quarterbacks who don't work out or they don't give them a chance? Because... There's a common denominator here, and it's the Jets. It's not 
20 quarterbacks we've seen in the past 20 years. I just, you do, I, I don't question the decisions, but I question the way they process the decision. It's like they try and project this idea of like clarity, mm. but it makes it more confusing because it's like, oh, Russell Wilson's our guy. Uh, no, sorry, <laughs> Russell Wilson. I'm not having a good day at my Zach quarterbacks Wilson. today. <laughs> Zach Wilson. <laughs> they are all merging. I don't even know what quarterbacks we've got left, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but uh, Zach Wilson's our guy. Like when, once um, Rogers goes down. Yeah. He was never their guy. He was their guy it's last a, year too for about six yeah, months. Yeah. yeah. He was never your guy because you got, brought in another guy. So he's not your guy. It's yeah. like just they don't really give you an idea of and they, you know, like you said, Tim Boyle's had two games. He hasn't been horrible. Yeah. But there's there's a lot more issues around him than him. Like it's like, I don't know. They just, they feel like a mess. They, they, don't tr- they really are. I just think they need to switch trajectories and they shouldn't have been Zach in the first place. Would it have got them wins? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, but would he have had a better chance than Tim Boyle that everyone saw this before Zach got benched two weeks ago? Bench to yeah. third string as well, you know, not bench to a backup. Yeah, odd, right? Odd. Really odd. And, you know, more time, more development because when Rogers comes back, there's going to be a game that he gets injured, guaranteed. You know, he, he lasted about 30 seconds this season. So when he comes in next season or the end of this one, there will be a time he'll get injured. He'll need a decent backup. Zach Wilson, if you think he's at the level right now, you want to retain him, keep him on there, develop him under... Aaron, because that's already beneficial for him so far. Just keep him in there. Like, why are we messing around with Tim Boyle or Trevor Simeon or the new one that entered the arena with Tim Boyle, who left? Who we got? Who we got? Yeah, we've got another one for you to remember. Who we got? (laughs) Yeah. We've got Brett Rippon, who you might recognize from the Rams team earlier this season. He played when Stafford went down. And then went to the Seahawks practice squad. Yeah, I was about to say, I saw his name floating around somewhere else. Yeah, so he was at the Seahawks squad and then the Jets have picked him up and signed him as their third stringer. Or say, it doesn't matter. They're, they're all second. They're all bench quarterbacks. It just depends who they put on the field that day. We haven't talked about the Texans, but I think it's pretty clear that we don't have to. Texans <laughs> should be preparing for this game like any other. There's no doubt I'm tipping them confidently this week. Yeah, unless Zach Wilson comes out with a vengeance, which, whoa, would I love that storyline. But Texans are, are rolling hot, so going them all day. Uh, Texans get this done, Cad. It'll be a massive boil over. No, oh, yeah. You like that? <laughs> boil He's over. Cool. You can't use it. You can't use it. <laughs> can't use it anymore. Can't use it anymore. I had that pun ready to go, and now I've just had to use it because he's gone. <laughs> All right, moving on. I've got a great game here. It's the Ravens versus the Rams. Mm. I've just got so much energy for this game. I just think it'll be, I, 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 I think there's a strong favorite, but I do like the energy and I like the setup. I think it's a good matchup here. Uh, obviously, the Ravens are hosting the Rams at home. This should be an entertaining game of the Rams coming off a three-game winning streak. So. They were great against the Browns last week, but I think we're stepping up in a level of defense here. I know people probably like to think the Browns are top dog, but I think the Ravens defense has been the top dog this year. And I think they had a massive impact stopping Miles Garrett. Mm -hmm. They protected Stafford. They're giving him time. He didn't get sacked at all. But the Baltimore Ravens, they're best. They're number one at points conceded. They're number one at pressures. I don't think they're going to get it that easy, LA Rams, this week. But, Cat, I 
can the Rams keep going? Can they keep this momentum going? They, or are they a little bit too one-dimensional with just Nakua and Cup? And we haven't seen Cup really well for after his injuries as well. So it's really been Nakua and a little bit of the running game as well. Do you think they can hold? I, I would say that they could keep the good times rolling if they didn't come up against the Ravens this week. Yeah. Like it, they're just such an aggressively disrupting team because they've got the offense that can drop 30 to 40 on you if they like in any way that they enjoy to do so, the run or the passing game. The Rams, I think, yeah, this young defense that's been doing a lot better is going to get ripped in half, honestly. I think it's it, I like the running game by any three of their running backs, including the quarterback. I just don't see the Rams holding on here because if the defense yeah. just covers two wide receivers, double pressure, what are they going to do? <laughs> like, where do and they one go? Of, and one of the issues that the Rams do have is their ability to hold the run. Yeah. So yeah. they can hold the quarterback run, but not the run. So it's like, it might be a downhill track meet there, but I do like, I just like this game. I think it could have great energy and I just hope the Rams put up that points and we can see if the the Ravens can, uh, Hold them or not. So you, you just want be good. front row tickets to the throw show, hey? You just want to see oh, them. I do. I love it every time. <laughs> I do. And I just think these two teams, could, it just could be a lot of fun, but it could also be a stomping by the Ravens. But let's hope, mm. let's hope for the latter. Yeah, let's hope for the latter. Always, always. And we get mm. surprised every week. There's a game that we go, how the hell is that the best game I've seen all week? <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Moving on to... The Saints matching up with division rival the Carolina Panthers in New Orleans this week. Panthers are officially eliminated from the playoffs this year. They're the first team to have done so. We're going to start seeing this tick along. I think the Patriots won't be uh, too far. Maybe this time next week we'll know that. So now they've got nothing to lose, homie. Got rid of their head coach. They're just playing for taking anyone down with them, which they've struggled to do when they were actually in the competition. Saints, on the other hand, are tied for second in their division against Buccaneers, with the top spot in the division still within a distant reach held by the Falcons. If they win this game, it will mean another shift in the NFC South, as the Falcons are taking on the Buccaneers this week, which I'll get to in after your game. Saints are uh, without Derek Carr. He's got concussion protocol to deal with. Best offensive performance against, you know, the Lions, like, that they've ever had this whole season. But car goes down, dies from there. Jameis Winston likely stepping up. Combinations of Taysom Hill. Maybe the Saints won't be booing this week, homie. How do, how do you feel? How do you feel looking at this matchup? Do you think there's any hope in the Panthers coming back and, you know, not giving a crap? It's like they've got nothing to lose. Like this is where we're getting to a dangerous window in the competition where teams have nothing to lose. Mm. And it's like that's where you start to see a few of these matchups and you go, ooh, yeah. Like dangerous, right? Dangerous. Well, they and it's they like, don't have to be careful or conservative in their play calling and they can take yeah, risks. And like anything. how worse can it get for the Panthers? Like honestly, it's so... Like, they could have I lost one extra game. <laughs> well, what did you say the news for the Panthers was this morning? Oh, there was, was, there was one Panthers headline. Everyone's talking about playoffs and injuries and stuff. And then the Panthers one is... They'll be hosting training camp in Charlotte, <laughs> in Carolina. Yeah, that's where they're at. They, <laughs> you know, and it's like... Players, it's time to get your contract for next season. Make and it's some like, headlines, yeah. Yeah, so the individual could really blow this game up. And it's just like, I just don't trust the Saints. I don't trust them. I can't pick against them, but I don't trust them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah, that's pretty much what yeah, I've written here. Yeah. And I think that the Saints running game tips me over the edge. because That's right. Kamara had an outstanding game last week. Yeah. And he just looked 
he looked he looked demon esque. Yeah, he he's always such a, a playmaker for these guys. So as much as I'd love to tip the Panthers here, there's a little gut feeling that they might just muck around with it and make it a bit of a challenge. But I'm going to go Saints just based on that run game and not much else. Yeah, I'll leave it with you there, go the Saints. Going on to another game. I got the good ones this week. Thanks, Kat. <laughs> no worries, buddy. I know you split them. I know you split them up, but I appreciate it. Like, Bengals versus Colts. Where did this game come from? As a as yeah, a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where did this come from? <laughs> no one thought this happening. Or well, you did, but we'll get to that in a second. The Bengals are hosting the Colts at home. This matchup comes off, you know, a little bit of a slight chance for the Bengals to come back. They got a little bit of a chance, and it's like, what can we do from here for both these teams? You know, both need. Both needed overtime last week. They might need it again this week, but they're comfortable winning when they shouldn't win. And it's like, that's what I like by these two teams. The Colts are on an amazing little streak here as well. They, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce, they're becoming names. Yeah. I'm learning these players' names, Kat. They, they had over 100 <laughs> I, yards. I know, three Colts players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is really good. And Gardner Minshew is really connecting with it. They both had over 100 yards last week. We're starting to see the Colts team overall has had the number one sack in the competition, like as a collective. So they're actually doing bigger things than we notice. And it's like they're really, like I said, they kind of got the elements of a well-rounded team, but they're a little bit not up with that top team. They're not yet. polished, so, right? They're, they're still yeah. a scrappy team. But, yeah, you're right. They've got every position filled. Yeah, JT, Jonathan Taylor won't play again this week. So... They the output in the running game was down slightly, but Cat Jake Browning, oh yeah, near near perfect game last week. Oh yeah, you called it, you nailed it, you knew it, you knew what was happening before we seen it. <laughs> so it's over to you now. Oh right, <laughs> can the ba- can, can the Bengals do it again? Oh god, it's a tough question. <laughs> yeah, I got you on the side. Yeah, I'm trying to take that crowd off you. Yeah, take that crowd. That's me. <laughs> you only wear it for a day, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting because the Colts keep rallying together these wins, and I mean, like thirty point wins. They're massive. Yeah. Um, Jake Browning, and I think you know, as much as we can celebrate that stat, that eighty three point six percent completion rate, whatever it was, that's you know, no other quarterback has done that this season. Have we found, you know, a Tom Brady out of nowhere who's going to do this every game from now on? My gut says no, <laughs> that you just can't repeat that, you know, groundbreaking performance. But, you know, the connections were really good between Chase. Mixon's still doing a lot of dominant stuff. Comes down to the defense being able to shut down the Colts here. I'm doubtful on the Bengals' defense. I reckon this is a mad coin flip game. I'm going to go Bengals. Why not? Let's let's try to keep the crown. Yeah, I like it. I yeah. like it. Well, I'm sitting with the Colts. That's why I led you in there because I knew Bait you'd me. take them. You took the bait. <laughs> you took it good. But I just think the Colts have had more success in this bang or bust style now. Oh, yeah. They've been doing it all season. I thought it was going to flip on them and they would go the other way, but they they kept them going in mm. it. So score 30, you win. That's what they – I think their mantra must be in the glocker room because they're doing it and they're doing it really well. So – Let's go to the Colts here and let's hope for another cracking game with some OT. I don't like going against Gardner Minshew, the little Jesus-looking man. <laughs> He's yeah. been sent from back in time. God love Gardner. But, uh, yeah, no, all right, we're on. We're on for this one. Okay, over to the other NFC South matchup. Going head-to-head is the Falcons in the number one spot at 6-6 six and six and the Buccaneers at 5-7. and seven. Again, as I said, tied with the Falcons. 
Falcons have narrowly pulled ahead in this one with a two-game win streak against the Jets and the Saints. They're continuing to win games the way that they do it in that division, homie. Unconvincingly and scrappily and just awful. But Desmond Ritter, his game against the Jets, 12 passes out of 27 were completed. 12. There's less than half. (laughs) It's shocking. Sorry. I did the quick math and I I thought you'd be (laughs) squoted. 12 passes out of 27 were completed and he threw for 121 yards. They still won this game. Keep that in mind. But it's just a third. A third of what the top QBs in the league do. The Falcons continue focusing on their running game, obviously. Um, But, you know, I think the wins are coming down to one man on that team, one man only. It's Young Way Koo, the world's best kicker, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. He's so cool. He's so cool. He's amazing, right? Yeah. But, uh, oh, so I got I got shocked by that stat. I just like yeah. You really or I get to the Bucks because I, I think I'm about to pick the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's scary because the Falcons keep clocking on these wins. The only other threat I would name for the Falcons here is Jesse Bates, the safety for the Falcons, who's been enjoying himself, taking an intercept of the past two weeks, and you know he just wants one from Baker. The Buccaneers, they're just coming off a, a three point victory over the Panthers, homie. So maybe that puts it in perspective for you. Three points over the Panthers, held up by Mike Evans and Rashad White. Uh, if they want any any chance of success here, they've got to go back to Evans as much as possible. And what was that fact you told me, homie, about where the Bucks are placed right now within the draft and, and the playoffs? Oh, yeah. So they, they've currently got a chance of making the wild card, and then at the same time, they're seventh in line for the number one draft pick. That's, so that's like- how bad this division is. That, yeah, that is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It is when you do the like when you do the playoff rankings and stuff, and you see them both in both in the hunt that and and the hunt for, and then, and then you see them in the 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 top draft picks yeah. as well. It's like it's so confusing. Oh, yeah, it really shits me. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he said it to me, I was surprised. I was like, "How'd they manage that? That's pretty good." And then I thought, "No, it's because they're literally five and seven. You know, they're not yeah. they're not even near a positive win." Uh, win rate I'm I hate doing this but I'm giving this to the Falcons personally it's not an enjoyable pick but the Bucks have been less convincing than the Falcons have been recently I think you know you can coin toss this one where do you sit with it homie how do you feel oh, I'm with the Falcons no the go the opposite been... I thought we we're picking fights this week nah I was I, I don't earlier in the season you would have me on the Bucks but they've failed me the last few weeks they just seem to be on the decline yeah and it's like I've been seeing them sliding and the Falcons have a little bit more prestige about them. I don't even know. It's not a I word. Can't I, use would, that word. That's not a I can't word I use that word him. in this division. No, you can't. <laughs> I, just, I just see Bijan Robinson every time I look like that's who I see. It's like, ah, oh, it's very close. I was nearly going to get you to hit that train right there, but we'll hold it. We'll, we'll hold it. it. We'll, we'll see. It. Uh, okay, Hobby, what have you got for us before the break? Oh, really good matchup here just because of the storyline. Um, I'm wearing the Browns hat, so that means they'll win. Moving on. No, <laughs> <laughs> but we got the Browns versus the Jags. Obviously, we don't believe uh, we don't believe the quarterback will be starting, so that would mean let me pronounce this. Bethard? Yes, Bethard? correct. CJ Bethard. Oh, well I've got it. I'm pretty good at this. CJ Bethard, uh, I think we'll be starting most likely, but checking late. I think this puts the balance with the Browns. Like we've got 
Ridley will have to be their number one because Kirk is gone. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of work for him, a lot of work for Travis Etienne, and probably the tight end Ingram, I think, would get a lot of work as well. Yep. But I can't see them putting up the numbers against the Browns' defense that can get them this win. I just think they might – I know it's a strange thing to say, but I think the Jags might be having to lose this one. I, I actually – just thinking about that, I'm sitting on there because what we saw from the Browns' new quarterback – as he's commented on last week, it's not the worst thing we've seen all season. No, and he takes away that. He, he doesn't do that intercept pass and they're in the game for a lot longer. Yeah. So it's like he cleans up that aspect. I see enough out of the Browns. Uh, I can't see enough in the Jags with the lineup that they're going to put up. It's it's a bad way to analyse something where you're basically just putting a team up against another based on the injuries. But it's I think the Jags might be comfortable just getting out of this game as quickly as possible and trying to get back to Trevor Lawrence as quickly as possible. So we might just see a little slide here, Cad. When you base it on injuries, I think it's not a bad thing when they're in key positions that unlock this yeah. this offense. And that's what it is with the Jags. They don't have yeah. much without Trevor. And we, we think he's critical to their to their play and everything about it. And I, I don't underestimate the impact of Kirk going out as well. Because even if... Trevor Lawrence was playing. Kirk going out of that team is a big chink as well. Mm. So um, I think the Browns should get this done and could get this done. And I think the Jags will be happy to roll because I think they've got a little stretch here, Cat. Uh, if you don't mind me, just I'll go grab it now. Of for course. Them. But, but it's, it seems like they've got two losable games mm. and then they get back to easy games. And I wonder, I was starting to think, I don't know if you agree or not, but they might just... They might just save up for that last because they've got they don't have enough wins in the bag at the moment that they might just wait and go that way. What do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of liking the narrative that they fall out to the Texans and the Colts coming through, but maybe okay, yeah, they get so, the wild card there. So they got the Browns this week, and then they go Ravens. That's a loss. Loss, loss, right? Yeah. Potentially, yeah, potentially. But then they go Tampa, Carolina, Tennessee. Oh. I would say the Titans go, is a question mark if Trevor's not back yet. Yeah. Um, but, but everyone you sort of, else, you'd think they should be getting Ws. Yeah, so it's like I kind of see the two next two games, maybe they might be comfortable with their honourable loss. Mm, mm-hmm. And then they get back to that winning formula to to take the div out. But just a little bit there, I just think. Mm, oh, I don't know. It's shaky It's going to be a big top. finish, though. Yeah. It's going to be a big finish, though, right? It's so shaky at the top. That snakes and ladders is starting right there, Cad. All right, homie, on to the Bears versus the Lions. Now, the Bears are coming off a two-point victory to the Vikings last week, which is uh, their first win in in quite probably about two weeks, I think, when they topped the Panthers. And we've seen a mix of results here where Justin Fields is pushing it down the field and actually leading these guys. The effort against the Lions two weeks ago in this matchup occurred. The game ended 31-26, to which is a good effort from Justin Fields and the Bears. you feeling like they're getting close, that they can chip away at the Lions this week? I think they'll be in the contest. They've been really putting up since Justin's come back. I think they've been a lot better. Like, I've liked the style that they've played with. I just don't think they're up with the better teams. I think the Lions, they aren't... They do frustrate me a little bit because it's like these winnable games, they seem to do worse. Like it's like they kind of frustrate you a little bit in terms of like just turn up and stomp them and move on. 
So you kind of feel like the Bears will get a lot, lot, lot more look at it than they should. Uh, but I do think the Lions here are strong favourites and should be treated as the strong favourite. I can't really see them not winning this. So That's it. I, I think like we, you know, when they won early in the season, we kind of said, all right, Lions are like this dominant team. They're coming through and like, holy my God, they're leading a running away with the NFC. But the last few games, they only just beat the Chargers in a big scoring matchup. They only just beat the Bears. And then they lost to the Packers last week. And it's kind of the, there's something that I don't know if these teams are coming back and we're trying to change our perceptions. The Packers are obviously playing better than we'd ever thought. But the Lions aren't as dominant as they used to be. And seemingly it's on defense because letting their opponents score 38, 26, 29, it's, there's something in the gap there that they need to fix up. There's no doubt that their offense is charging, but it does raise some questions. I'll happily go for the for the Lions here, though. I just don't see them getting beaten by the Bears this week, but it's, a, it's something to look out for. Yeah, you're top of your division. They're bottom of your division. You yeah. should you should wipe them should off. should be taking yeah. care of business here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're at the business end of the season, so let's do that. All yeah. right, moving on. We've got the 49ers versus the Seahawks, both coming off big games. 49ers from their big win against the Eagles, asserting themselves as the big boys in the NFC. And potentially the league, the way that it's looking. The Seahawks coming off a narrow loss to the Cowboys where they played incredibly well, homie, and I think it was the best performance we've seen from the Seahawks in quite a while. Yeah, it was definitely. But the problem is it's a three-game losing streak as well. Mm. And these two teams have seen each other not long ago, Thanksgiving Day, 31-13. to 13. So we've got a pretty easy look back here to yeah. see where they measure up, Cat. Yeah, it, I don't it looked, think there's been that much improvement from Seattle. That's it. And, and it was a great game and whatnot. And it was interesting against the Cowboys. But you know, after the Niners knock off the Eagles, you'd have to be pretty brave to to tip against them. I want to ask though, Hobie, an, an interesting question. I just thought, do you really believe in the hangover? Because big games, big matchups, the next week you don't perform as well as you normally do. What do you think? I, I, I only believe in the hangover when you lose, not when you win. Yeah, I think it's like the body hurts a little bit more when you lose. You know, the the recovery is a bit longer when you lose, mm-hmm. not when you win. The, the 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 boys would have been very very happy, and they'll carry that energy all the way through the Seahawks. Yeah, so, there does seem yeah. to be a rhythm, and as you say, an energy in that locker room of we the best, we're going to go take it to you. Yeah, uh, yeah, in a different way that the Cowboys do it, where it's a little bit more hollow, and it mainly comes from the fans. Uh, every win that counts for the 49ers chasing that number one spot in the conference that will earn them the bye week in the playoffs. And Seahawks currently tied up with the Rams at 6-6. Six and six. I'm not bold enough to take the underdogs here. I don't think they're going to kind of chip away at that. But for the Seahawks, if to, they need to stay in contention. I doubt it's in this game, but they've got to really kind of focus and see what they can collect in the next few weeks. Debo Samuel. Christian McCaffrey combination is the most entertaining and most dangerous combination in the league right oh, yeah. now. And it's just, I just want to see that roll on because it is good watching. Yeah, so, it is great uh, football on both sides yeah. of the ball. And with the, with the 49ers here, I guess it's kind of disappointing. I guess, uh, you know, oh, who are they going to pick next week? How and homie, who are they going to pick? If you pick them against the Eagles, who are you picking them against? You know, <laughs> like, you, yeah, it's you're a, not going for any yeah. underdog against the 49ers. When they're starting to be talked about the Super Bowl favorite, you can't pick them against Seattle. No, no. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. If it's an upset, we'll clap. We'll clap for Seahawks. Like that'll be amazing upset. But you can't pick against them right now. You could almost so, see the the Seahawks win it. You'd be like, well, what did San Francisco do wrong? Because it wasn't that the Seahawks did great. You'd, but you'd I tell you, it, it, 
if anyone knocks off Sanford, everyone else is going to watch that tape intensely. <laughs> yes. like, yeah, everyone, like, that, like everyone's watching the tape right now. So uh, well, this will be, be the third bird of the flock, just if you're keeping track uh, oh. with the Cardinals and the Ravens coming up in the next few weeks for them. They're going to they're gonna take them all. We're going to put them all up on the trophy wall. Uh, moving on, we've got a real good matchup here, Kat. The Raiders versus the Vikings. Now, we've tagged the Raiders as our disruptor. Mm-hmm. And they probably might want to end the Vikings season here, Kat. I think the Vikings don't have many losses left in them, Kat. It's, it, it is a, it is they are on the precipice here of sliding on down all the way out of the playoff contention. But who's starting for the Vikings, Kat? I Who's believe that'd be our boy, Joshy Dobbs. Yeah, you're right. Our boy, Joshy Dobbs. And he should have a new weapon, Justin Jefferson. Who's that? Sure. Oh, one of the best wide receivers in the game. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Where's <laughs> he been? Uh, injured. Heavy. Oh, right. Okay. So he did a string and not like others, he took the right time to come back. So he should be healthy. He should be 100%. I haven't seen the final list. Obviously, we are a bit early to see that. So, But all reports, he's playing. And I think that... Should put the balance with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. But all right, this game is a genuine coin flip here, Kat. It could, it could definitely slide either way. So It really could. I think that the Raiders are struggling to convert on points. They've not achieved more than 17 in their past three games. And if you've got a good connection between Dobbs and JJ, see you later. Like the Vikings, you know, were doing decent enough on offense. They get this weapon back. You know, I hope... I'd love to see some tape. I'm sure it's out there of them practicing together just to see what condition Jefferson's in. I've got a lean Vikings on this one. You want Jefferson to have a huge game. Everyone who drafted him number one in fantasy want him to have a huge game. It's an interesting one. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm starting to look at teams now in the must-win category Mm. and, like, the Vikings are now in a must-win category and I find it hard to go against them, you know, in this kind of game where it's really close because it's like they have more skin in the game. They should have more desire in the game, but it doesn't mean they're going to win it. But I, I, that's where I'm putting the balance with them because I think the Raiders like the other narrative. Uh, so <laughs> Take it down. could be a good game. It could be a really good game. You can. Over to the AFC West with a matchup between second and third. The Broncos visit the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Now it is no secret that we are Chargers fans, but currently not a fan of how they're playing this season, especially the dismal 6-0 and win against the Patriots where they scored a grand total of two field goals in the second quarter. And that was it. Donuts for the rest of the game. And if you just think about that, homie, we have the number one touchdown scorer in the league last year in Austin Eckler. We have Justin Herbert, the QB, who's broken more passing records than anyone else, matching up with Dan Marino. And Keenan Allen, another multi-record-breaking receiver, potential Hall of Famer. And we can't get a touchdown against the Patriots. What is happening in this offense? Who cares? We've got the number one defense, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Brandon Staley for that one. (laughs) We've got the donut, baby. You know? That is true. And Khalil Mack is now the number one sack man in the NFL. Yeah, so if only we could I don't know put what, points I don't, on I don't the know what game you're watching. I'm watching the, the other best, side of the, the game. We're the best team in the competition right now. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I agree fully. It's, it's, it's so interesting that the big focus came on defense, but where is the offense gone? And where do they find points to win against the Broncos? Like where, where's it coming from? 
you know, I guess it's at home. Maybe yeah, that's that's it, one that helps. We'll be in, there won't be any weather. You know, that might help Justin. Like, uh, but it's sort of it's funny because these two teams did the opposite to what we were expecting last week. So Russell Wilson threw intercepts. The Chargers' defense was amazing. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's not what we sort of was the. It's like, oh, yeah. so how do I analyze these two teams coming in? As a Chargers supporter, I'm backing the Chargers, but as a as a tipper, when I as, a, as, as one of the yeah, men yeah, at the top of the yeah. tipping comp, yeah, yeah, I'm going the Chargers. <gasps> Are or you? Or is he? Or is he? Nah, tell me, um, tell what, me. Are you going for the Chargers? I actually haven't fully decided. As a Chargers fan, I might be in our tipping cup. I might be going the Chargers. Come on, your number but, one spot. You know, you're bullying the rest of the our tippers, our listeners. They're working so hard for everything. Your own mother. Why don't you just oh. lock in a tip now? Why don't you just tell everyone right now who you're going to go for? All right, I'll go the Chargers. Excellent. All right, good. Yeah, oh, that's exciting. There's a, there's a, yeah. And why but are they going to win this game, homie? I was trying to actually look for the narrative in this. And like I said, they're coming off kind of opposite games and they're meeting at a point where it's like, like I said as well, I think the Chargers want to take out the Broncos. Like surely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like this is, this is both of their team's seasons right here. Like this is both of them. Like you can't drop this game, either of them. So I think it's all on this game for both teams. For me, it's a little, this is a little playoffs already. So let's get it done. Charges over to you. Interesting. Well, the Broncos coming in, a little disappointed. They up their five win streak has finally been over. But you know they're playing strong. They've taken down big teams in this league. Holmey like notably said the connection between Sutton and Russell Wilson has been incredible. Javante Williams, reliable running back with a receiving option. Defense is trending up well. I'm going Broncos. Charges go for the draft picks. Don't win games if it's going to be six and zero. It's a moral victory for your draft picks. I like to see this one, homie. We'll see what happens. We're really, I like that we're splitting it up this week. All right, Samuel Jr., you take out that Sutton. You get <laughs> us that W, boy. You get us that W. <laughs> All right, we've got the Giants versus the Packers. Now, what day is this game, Kat? Are we into Tuesday as yet? Are we? Let's have a little look because it's two Tuesday it is games. It's Tuesday this week. and we get a double header. So this is. We've got a double header on Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. So a little interesting matchup here. We've obviously got two teams on different trajectories. Packers have been having an outstanding month. Uh, I also saw a thing where the the coach has never lost in December. So interesting. Yeah, Matt LaFleur. What do you get cooking yeah. late in the season? Yeah, yep. So maybe maybe they're a late bloomer. Maybe they like this. But I, I've i just got a lot of love for the Packers at the moment. Mm. <laughs> You like that one? That's two puns today, mate. I'm going pretty good. I'm pretty good. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I never was a pun person, but I get it better at it with this show. So I appreciate the support, Kat. Just onside puns. That's what we're called. <laughs> but I, I sort of, I find it hard to support the New York Jets in this game. Um, Green Bay are on an upward trajectory. They're wanting to make playoffs. They need to take this win. They probably need to dominate, to tell you the truth. There just needs to be a good, solid win. Get in, get out. We are done. Weekender, over, home. They've, they've got a great little stretch towards the playoffs. They've got the Giants this week, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, and Bears. These are winnable games for them uh, if they keep playing as they're playing. The Giants, have they've put out in the media, Tommy DeVito will still be their quarterback, and they're still open to repping him and the Italian pride. The Giants, look, they're just going to be disruptors if they can even achieve that status. 
they're versing the Eagles twice before the end of the season in the next four weeks, which is pretty disappointing. The Eagles will enjoy that uh, just on Boxing Day and in January. But I've got to go Packers here too. I don't want to get off this train ever. I want to ride it all the way. Yeah, I want it to keep going. I want it to keep going. Yeah, I'm excited for it. All right, we're going over to Dolphins Titans here, homie. And I did brief notes on this one, so jump in wherever you're at because I thought it'd be really quick here. I think I literally have written, I mean, come on, what do you think is going to happen? Do you want me, I'll give you my notes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins, 93, top of AFC. Yep. Don't bother. Just do one <laughs> thing for me. Just sit down and watch Tyreek Hill for the whole game. That's literally like, just, just speeding yeah, through yeah, the defense is yeah, what I've got here. He's tracking towards 2,000 yards for this season. <laughs> he's, I, I just sit, sit down and watch him just rip apart a team. Yeah. If you haven't done it this season, you need to do it right now. The Titans on a four-game losing streak. It'll be five. Yeah, I'm confident. Yeah, no, that's what, what do you think is yeah, going to happen? Yeah, we are very <laughs> confident. And then you just sit there and watch Tyreek Hill all day. It'll be great. Like, that's a... That's a game in itself. So Yeah, got to lock in the Dolphins. They're going to be cutting up this defense, and uh, it's going to be fun. Just a fun little shootout, one-sided, but a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they call that more a firing squad, let's be really honest. Yeah, I was going to make a really <laughs> poor joke. That's yeah. why there was a big pause. <laughs> American crowd. American, American crowd. crowd. American. Yeah. You, yeah. Careful yeah. on the gun yeah. violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so on by this week is the Cardinals and the Commanders not seeing them now. And we're running out of bye weeks here, homie. Uh, I believe we've got the last run wrapping up. Is that next week? Oh, it might have been. I think it ends week 15, so I don't know. Maybe there's none next week. So I'm excited. I I can't wait for that, to tell you the truth. So we're about done there. So that'll be nice. Anything else happening around the league, Holmes? Well, you might have picked up on the old... um, on the screens, the players were in a lot of different colored cleats the mm. last week. And uh, just sort of mentioned it, it's it's called um, My Cause, My Cleats. And what the players do is they, like a lot of them do a lot of charity work, a lot of different things, and they, they'll paint that charity onto their boots and then they usually auction them off or, but it's bring awareness to whatever cause, uh, cause they're working through. Um, it also ties into the charity awards, which is the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, which is given to one player. Uh, based on their work within the community and within the charity. Uh, it's going to be announced in Wednesday, Feb 8, the winner of that. But go check it out. It's a really good story. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah, every team and ho- nominates yeah. one player and there's some big names in here too. Like, and What I love is it highlights some players we might not know, but all the teams have yeah. their own foundations, all the players have lots of foundations, but these are the guys who do the most and put it out there and they're always amazing stories. So definitely check it out, keep an yeah. eye on it. Yeah, we might pick out a couple of stories to give you along the way if we see them. So. Sure, absolutely. Okay, then. All right, Kat. Jeez, we're done. It's time to watch some footy. It's time to watch some footy. All right, well, let's get after it. Get excited for this week, everybody. It is truly snakes and ladders coming through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt and the TikToks. Can't forget the TikToks, homie. Have a good week, mate. Thank you for joining. Thanks, Cad. Falcons and Bucks, train wreck of the week. Oh. 
Yeah. Play cool. <laughs> that division is horrid. 